sorry for all that you have done. Just reach to me, for I am the one. I am the Good morning and welcome to the Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. This is Pastor Donnie Shoemate of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. I want to welcome you to our Bible study. We've entitled this study, A Journey Through John. And may I say, what a journey it has been thus far. Today, we're going to be looking at a couple of verses in John 15, verse 11 and verse number 12. And we hope and pray that it'll be a help to you as we study uh, the Word of God together. And by the way, if you have a copy of God's Word nearby, I want to encourage you this morning to open up your copy of God's Word and read along with me this morning. I feel like that as we read the Word of God or as I read the Word of God and hear somebody teaching or preaching, Either or, if I'm reading it for myself or if I'm listening to someone, it's always good uh, to read from my Bible. There are a lot of different ways you can read and you can look at apps and different things, but there's just something about the printed Word of God. And I love whether I'm reading it for myself or reading along with someone else. I love to do that from my Bible. And it just helps me. Amen. I love the printed Word of God. And we're going to read a couple of verses this morning, 11 and 12 of John 15. These are the words of Jesus. These are some of his final words before he goes to the cross of Calvary. We know that and believe that these words were spoken somewhere between the room where they had the Last Supper and the Garden of Gethsemane. And it could have been on the way to the garden. It could have been on the streets of Jerusalem. It could have been as they were making their way outside the city wall or across the Kidron Valley and across that brook. I don't know exactly, and neither does anybody else, but what we do know is their precious words and important words in the Scripture. Verse number 11 and verse 12 says, these things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. What a blessing the Word of God is. Again, we thank the Lord for His Word. And, and, and if you have, again, opened your Bible this morning with me and you have read these words, I pray that, that they will strike a chord in your soul and in your spirit. First of all, I see their enlightenment. If you'll notice again in our text verse, in verse 11, Jesus said, These things have I spoken 
unto you. Now, what is Jesus referring to? Well, he's speaking of the things that he has just told them about. He had spoke of his parting from their presence in John chapter 14 and verses 1 through 6. Jesus had spoken of him preparing a place for them in 1 through 6 of John 14. Jesus had spoken of his person, the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Ghost that would come and indwell the believers permanently in John 14, verse 16. And as we think about those, those thoughts that Jesus is reminding them of, it is encouraging to know that what he told them did come to pass. And I'm sure that it helped them that his joy would remain with them and that their joy would be full after the resurrection. What they were about to face was probably the most horrific time in their life. Their master would be crucified upon a Roman-made cross, and they weren't ready for that. But after the resurrection, all these things began to, to come together in their minds, and God opened up their minds for their understanding, and he's helped us as well as we study the Word of God. So he gave them those words for their enlightenment. Secondly, notice with me, it was also for their encouragement. In verse number 11, he says that my joy might remain in you and that your joy may or might be full. So Jesus is speaking of his joy. Joy is inner gladness. Joy is an inner confidence and assurance and a trust in God that you and I have today. You know what? As Jesus was facing the cross, there is no doubt about it that he was troubled in, in the flesh over knowing that he was going to suffer, that he was going to bleed, that he was going to die and take on the sins of the entirety of the world. There was a a, a human side of the Lord that had to deal with those emotions that he felt. But through that, Jesus had joy as he faced the cross, knowing that there was victory and there would be victory and it would be obtained by him giving his life that all men could go free. As we think about that, the joy of Christ was to do the will of the heavenly father. In Hebrews 12, 12, the Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So you and I can know that even in the times of sorrow, in the times of suffering, we still can have the joy of the Lord. Jesus speaks of his joy, but Jesus also speaks of his joy remaining in the disciples, and I believe also in us. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 7, 8, and 9 says this, that the trial of your faith, or the testing of your faith, might be much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ whom ye having not seen, ye love, in whom, though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy 
unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Can I say this, child of God, whatever you're going through today, can I tell you there, there's one of our listeners that listens to this program quite regularly. Uh, he texted me just the other day, and uh, he had a stroke last week. And, you know, but nevertheless, that does not uh, take away his joy. His joy is, is assurance of knowing that everything is okay between him and God. And he has that peace that surpasses all understanding. Life is not always easy. But my friends, you and I who are saved can have the joy of Jesus in our life, and we should have it. And Jesus says that our joy might be full. Romans 15, 13 says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you, for a child of God, yes, we're going to go through times. Yes, we're going to go through sorrows. Yes, we're going to have our problems. But there is a joy in serving the Lord and knowing everything is going to be okay. Their enlightenment, their encouragement, his joy is our joy. Thirdly, this morning, and I've got to hurry, but I just want to give you one more thought. Their edict. The, the Bible, and what an edict is, it's a, a decree issued by a sovereign or some other authority. Jesus gives an edict. In verse number 12 of John 15, he says, This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. You see, Jesus has the authority. He says, This is my commandment. In John 5, 26 and 27, we've already studied this. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself, and hath given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Jesus has the authority, and he gives a commandment. And we see the Lord's authority in verse 12. We also see the Lord's charge in verse 12, that you love one another. John 13, 34 says, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Can I tell you that's one of the reasons and one of the ways that we know we're saved when we love one another. We see the Lord's authority, the Lord's charge, that we are to love one another. And then the Lord's model, as I have loved you. Jesus doesn't tell us to do something that he doesn't make a way or example for us the way to perform it. And as, as we study the life of of our Lord. We can see nothing but the love that he had for humanity. He loves you and he loves me. And I'm glad he loves us even when we were lost in the depravity of sin. Jesus loves us. He gives us the great model. Romans 5 verse 6 through 9 says, For when you without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man would one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Isn't it good to be saved this morning? I'm thankful for the word of God. I'm thankful 
for these words that Jesus spoke to his disciples and to you and to me as he was making his way towards Calvary. Thank God for the Christ and the blessed hope. He's coming again. I hope you're ready to meet him. Well, I hope and pray you'll be back again with us tomorrow for another Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. And until then, this is Pastor Donnie bidding you a great day. God bless you as our prayer. Bye-bye. Child, I know you're sorry for all that you have done. Just breathe.